applesauce is amazing these days. It's the new Jell-O. Yeah! Welcome to Exploit It. I'm the show where we talk about exploitation and cult films. I'm Sensei Alex Jowski. And I'm existing somewhere in the quantum realm, waiting for somebody to get their black belt so I can come back. Oh, they only got five days. Shit. I'm fucked. I'm and Kevin Daly. This week we're talking about A Karate Christmas Miracle 2019, directed by Julie Kimmel. I'm working on my 12 days of Christmas list. Last year, Dad told me that if I did everything on the list, I could have whatever I wanted for Christmas. And this year, all I want for Christmas is for Dad to come home. Well, as you know, he just started, and he's a yellow belt. But man, he's a quick study. That kid is tough. He got that from his father. The physical toughness. Yeah, I have to earn my black belts by Christmas, and I have to teach myself. What? Jesse, a black belt by Christmas? And he thinks if he gets a black belt, it'll bring his dad back? I just saw that. I'm telling you, he's alive. I need to get that black belt. You know. What? Because I'm having nightmares? Yeah. Yeah, and your kid's having nightmares too. Did you know that? We will haunt these victims. We'll haunt their minds, their dreams. You know what he sees? He sees your husband. Your husband, his little daddy, that has gone and disappeared. Getting a black belt is not going to bring back daddy. These are just dreams you're having. Maybe Bob is just trying to reach you and Jesse from some other world or something. You saw Bob here? At your college? Yeah. This is definitely, definitely the place. Mom, I have a message for you. I need you to tell me if my husband is alive or dead. Dad will be coming home soon, where I prove that I earned my black belt. Some is as it seems, some is not. That can't be. He disappeared with Whitmore, like seconds after the shooting. That sounded like Bob's voice. He's stronger than all of us put together. Yeah, there are times I'm afraid. Oh my god. Oh my dear god! Dad! Dad! You think he's alive? And I picked this because I watched this at random last year, and when I would describe this movie to people and the plot, They'd be like, you're fucking making this up. This isn't a real thing. And oh, but it is. It is. It absolutely is a real thing. So director Julie Kimmel only directed one other movie called Caretaker in 2020. And the only information IMDb gives about that movie is thriller. But That's it. There's no story, cast, or anything. It's just thriller. So we're s this stars Mario Del Vecchio as Jesse Genesis. Um, he had some work before this in small films that were all produced by Ken Del Vecchio, who is also the writer and producer of this film. And, and dad. And dad. Now, uh, Mario here, he had a, uh, he was also the lead in 2020's A Wrestling Christmas Miracle. Yes, I saw that on the <laughs> thing come up when I finished watching the, like, they basically made the same movie again, didn't they? Yeah, but with wrestling. And some subplot about, like, a stolen screenplay. I, I don't know. But this movie's also co-produced by Francine Del Vecchio. And this kid's IMDb page has, like, ten headshots of this kid and then random pictures of him wrestling. Like, not even from that movie. Just, like, pictures of him. Just normal pictures that parents would take of their kid at a wrestling meet. So bizarre. Um, it really seems like a case of parents that really wanted their kid to become a star, but things just didn't work out that way. So they shot a film on, like, their iPhone? Yeah, that's what they did. That's but what it looks like. Well, let's talk a little more about uh, producer Ken Del Vecchio here. 
So, his IMDb bio, which, by the way, you can write your own bio, okay? Uh-huh. States, Kenneth Del Vecchio was a critically acclaimed filmmaker who has written, produced, and directed nearly 30 feature films that star 100-plus film and TV stars who have worked with Academy Award and Emmy winners <laughs> and nominees. Ah, it's the, uh, it's the Dolomite school of... <laughs> Get somebody that was in a movie. <laughs> the good actor. He's six degrees himself away from Academy Award nominee. Um, he doesn't want awards. He's worked with actors in the death spiral of their careers that have earned awards. Worked with, well, yeah. I mean, one of them's in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So Del Vecchio, he was, previously he was a municipal court judge until 2010, when the court asked him to resign because he was an impartial judge who was promoting his politically motivated films from the bench. Is this one of them? <laughs> well, yes and no. Now, you may be wondering how politically motivated are his films? Well, he did a movie called Obam Nude, about Obama conspiring with the devil. Ah. Uh. He did a movie called Cries of the Unborn. Ah. Uh. Um... And uh -huh. he, he did a pro-gun movie called Joker's Wild, which I'll talk about a little later. Which is weird, because this one seems distinctly anti-gun. <laughs> um, a lot of the, the comments and stuff, everyone compares, you look at his films and stuff, people compare him to Dinesh D'Souza. And much like the rest of the DiVecchio family, he also stopped working in 2020. It was like, no did, shit. did this family die? I think everybody stopped working in 2020. I, I, my brain still hasn't stopped started working again. Yeah, so on to the rest of the people, we have Mila Milosevic as Abby, the mother. She was and continues to work in television short films. Apparently a lot of commercials as her IMDb talks up. She has appeared in numerous national and international commercial campaigns. Apparently that's her jam. Like, so you, you drink Folgers in a commercial. Yep. Again, Folgers, hit us up. Yep. Julie McCulloch is Jenny. Uh, not Jenny. Elizabeth, the psychic lawyer. Oh, I love her. She's the only good part of this whole movie. Yeah. And then finally we get to uh, Eric Roberts and Martin Cove, who, they're kind of in this movie. Their faces appear on the screen and, uh -huh. they, and they say words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is, is this the, how many times have we had... <laughs> Yeah, so, their footage is from another Ken Del Vecchio movie. His, his pro-gun movie called Joker's Wild, a.k.a. Joker's Poltergeist, which is about a a person dressed as a clown who commits a mass shooting at a theater named after the owner's daughter, Aurora. Oh, is that what the subplot is? The subplot is literally footage from that movie. He Godfrey hoed this. I was going to say, he Godfrey hoed his own movie. <laughs> Yeah, like that's a dick move, Ken, a dick move. Well, also, making a pro-gun film about the Aurora Theater shooting is a dick move. Yeah. All of Eric Roberts' monologues in that movie about, this is, you have guns to protect yourself from people like me, ha ha ha. But I guess if you're going to make a movie with karate in the title, you want to get some footage of Martin Cove, who was in Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. Yeah. Even if it's... From a random movie about a theater shooting. <laughs> yes. That you're going to put into your feel-good Christmas movie. And a really random conversation. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, which is also dialogue from another movie. <laughs> That's how they have this kid talk back to him. It's fucking bizarre. But before we get into this piece of shit, uh, you can find more of our episodes at exploitedpodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at exploitedpodcast or on Twitter at podcastexploit. You can also join our Exploited Discord. The link is on the website. We do watch parties every Thursday where we did Silent Night, Deadly Night this week. Next week we're doing, oh, Assault on Precinct 13 is coming this Thursday. More John Carpenter. Yeah. We ended this year with a lot of Carpenter, man. I'm okay with this. Yeah, um, and our Discord, you know, active chatting community about these movies. I think somebody today shared a gif of bouncy tits on a Christmas present. And we have we have a, a kid putting his face into some his mom's butt while yeah. she's trying to take a thirst pick. Yeah, we had all of that last week. 
Yeah, we had that conversation on air because somebody posted that shit while we were recording. So yeah. come post shit while we're recording. Maybe we'll talk about your random memes. So, yep, our Discord, the link is on our site, exploitedpodcast.com, or you can contact us at exploitedpodcast at gmail.com. So this movie comes from Justice for All Productions, which I'm like, after I'd read everything about the director and producer, I was like, oh, now I get it. Yeah. And we get Carol of the Bells because it's the most intense sounding public domain. By the way, how many fucking Kevin McLeod songs can you slam into one movie? Jesus Christ, did you see that? No, I didn't. Dude, in the in the credits, like, fucking, because I'm, I'm listening to some of the songs I see, I'm like, I've heard this before. I'm like, is this some Kevin McLeod shit? Kevin McLeod, for people who don't know, uh, is famous for doing, like, basically royalty-free music through uh. Uh, Creative Commons. And uh, uh, you'll see him on all sorts of YouTube videos. It'll be like, this song is blah, blah, blah by Kevin McLeod, used by Creative Commons and links and all that shit. So he's relatively famous if you spend enough time on the internet. And I, I spend way too much time on the internet. Um, and so I'm listening to this. I'm like, that's a Kevin McLeod song. I know that fucking song. Uh, I go to the credits. I, I didn't recognize all of them because there are like 20. Huh. Like half of the soundtrack is Kevin McLeod public domain, like not public domain, but Creative Commons royalty-free music, because this guy would not pay for any licensed music, obviously, because... Yeah. Fuck him. So, the credits for this movie are written in papyrus font. Yeah. It hurts. And they're playing over Christmas gifts. Not gifts! Just literally just gifts of burning fire or family eating. Yeah. And then finally we get the movie, and Mom, Abby here, setting up dinner. Dinner is just a salad. Just lettuce. Wilted-looking lettuce, a couple onions, and two slices of tomato. No dressing, even. I mean, the kid does point out that Dad was a better cook. Yeah. <laughs> That's is... a low bar. That's a low bar, judging by what we saw, but... Yeah, and she, she puts this down there. No dressing. She almost sets out three place settings, but then it's like, oh, wait, no, my husband's been dead for a year. I just forgot for right now or something. <laughs> And um, she's like, Jesse, dinner's ready. Like, is it? Is it ready? Because all you have here is the saddest looking salad without dressing. And then we go up and meet Jesse, who is shouting out the names of countries like an insane person. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got a list. Oh, yeah, his list. After he lists these eight random European countries, he just goes like, Sweden, Finland, Iceland, Germany, Spain. <laughs> yeah. It's like, now I will list the last 10 U.S. presidents in order. Iceland, Germany, England, Italy, Spain, Portugal. Okay, now I will list the last 10 U.S. presidents in order. Donald Trump, Barack Obama, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, George H. W. Bush, Ronald Reagan, Jimmy Carter, Gerald Ford, Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon was impeached. No, he wasn't, Mom. He resigned. Hold up. Let me finish my list. Richard Nixon, Lynn B. Johnson. Do you have the shittiest YouTube channel? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe. I can name ten, ten child names ten European ten. countries. Look, in this in, in America, that that is actually news. And so apparently no, he's just talking to a picture of his dad. And oh, Jesse is wearing a karate G. G- well, the, you know, the whole karate outfit. And it's yeah. the pretty much the only thing he wears in this movie. Yeah, I don't think he wears anything else. Well, he wears pajamas when he goes to bed. Oh, So okay. we get a couple scenes where he's sitting up in bed. I think the pajamas are underneath the gi. Yeah. At all times. And then he just takes off the gi to go to sleep. And so he opens a drawer in the desk. And the drawer has only one black marker in it. <laughs> which he has this Christmas to-do list. which. Of the ten th- 12 things, he's like, it's my 12 days of Christmas list. Um, all 12 are teach self to be karate black belt over and over. Um, but there's like a couple other random things tossed in there, like name 20 countries in Europe, list 10 US presidents. And so Abby is staring at him like, okay, my son's mentally ill. Should I call for help? And we should point out right now, though, that uh, uh, fucking Jesse is a yellow belt in karate, okay? 
Yes. Which, okay, the order and colors of the belts, they vary based on who's teaching, what style they're teaching. Like, I couldn't get, like, this is the, the official list of the belt orders, because it's different. Right. It, it, yeah, it's it varies. But also what varies is there's different belts for youth karate. Right. Which does never have a black belt. So this kid is never getting a black belt at 10 years old. <laughs> yeah, probably not, no. And he's like, I'm working on my 12 days of Christmas list. Dad said if I did everything on it, I could have anything I want. And this year, I want Dad to come home. Mom's like, oh, you know, he's he's been gone for a year, Jesse. Uh, you know, because there was like a shooting and Dad went missing after the shooting. He's MIA. Uh, it, I mean, it's established that he did not necessarily die in the shooting. I think he was seen afterwards. I don't like, know if he was seen by like, but he wasn't found. I guess found amongst the, the dead. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's presumed gone. dead. Presumed dead. Yeah. Jesse's like, nope. He's gonna come back once I get my black belt. He'll come back because this child is insane. I mean, we can talk about what this movie could have done with this that would have made it interesting after the movie because this actually could have gone somewhere interesting, but it doesn't. And then mom's like, okay, come on, I think dinner's getting cold. I'm like, the salad? You think the, <laughs> the salad. salad is getting cold? <laughs> In fact, the salad's probably getting warm. Yeah. And goopy and mushy. Well, it doesn't have any dressing on it, though. And so we get a uh, rockin' Creative Commons version of Deck the Halls as he goes to karate class. And they're not doing karate. This is child's play. They're flailing at each other. It doesn't even look like karate. Got some judo in there. Yeah. Yeah, mostly just kids mulling each other. We got some schoolyard slap fight foo in there. But we learned that uh, Abby works in marketing because she says in voiceover to nobody and for no reason that I'm not a psychologist, but I do know people's minds in order to get the results that I do. Just random voice. She's not talking to anybody. (laughs) And then uh, a random bit where... uh, Abby asks Jesse, like, where's the sensei? Where is he? It's a she. My sensei is a woman. Tormainoko's, no, we we saw the sensei was a dude. <laughs> it was like some college student. And Jesse's well, like... Well, then, then he probably says, I'm going it solo. Yeah, he's like, I'm going it solo. Because that's how that works. Because that's how that works. I'm done. Oh, Jesse, was the teacher instructor... You mean sensei. Yes, sensei. Where is he? First of all, it's a she. My sensei is a woman. I hadn't noticed. I know. Well, where is she? I told her I needed to go it alone. Go it alone? Yeah, I have to earn my black belt on my own, and I have to do it by Christmas Day. Uh, what? Jesse, black belt by Christmas Day? And teaching yourself? Yep, read my list. Christmas is only five days from now. I gotta earn my black belt on my own, and I have to do it by Christmas Day. I'm like, okay, you... That's not how karate works. Neither of those things are possible. Somebody else awards you the belt, and... Right, you, you don't get to decide. Like, I'm good. It takes... Belt, belt up. Years of work to get up to there. This kid ain't doing it in five fucking days. And then yeah, get, like... Also, it's important to point that point out that once you get your black belt, that's kind of actually where you start. That's the up till black belt's the tutorial stage. Yeah, the journey doesn't end with black belt because there's like ninth dan, like there's like nine ranks even above like just your entry black belt. That's like when you actually begin doing martial arts at black belt. Yeah, this kid took one community karate class and figured, okay, I'm I'm going to be black belt now on my own. He watched a YouTube video. Which I think we watched that same video later on. <laughs> Probably. And so we get footage from the other movie, that Joker's yeah, Wild movie. None of, none of this made any sense to me. I kept thinking they were going to come back around to it. It'd be like interesting, but nope. Yeah, Eric Roberts is on a theater screen talking about, Tonight this town learns what it's like to be afraid. And, you know, we get uh, no trace of Killer Clown after shoot-up at Aurora Theater. Yeah. Local attorney kidnapped after Christmas mass shooting. And Jesse wakes up calling for mom. 
saying there was a scary man on a screen and I didn't know what he was talking about. I'm like, same here, kid. Yep, we're all in the same boat. <laughs> and um, so many of the movies we watch are just scary man on a screen talking and we don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's that's our that's our whole podcast. He's like, there's a clown with a gun. I'm like, yeah, I've seen a bunch of movies like that. That, that, that also common on our, on our show. So after he goes back to bed, um, we see the rest of the, the 12 Days of Christmas list, um, which, again, you know, they're all teach self black belt. But the other things he has on there are name all NFL teams, clean every room in the house, make chocolate chip cookies, say all times tables through 15, kind of random right it's yeah. like make chocolate chip cookies also get black belt name every baseball mvp from 2006 to present jesus name that's a niche knowledge name all supreme court justices say 15 elements recite lyrics to jingle bells and um the drawer that once held the single black marker now has printed out newspaper articles of the aurora theater shooting and then we get mysterious music as we go to a university campus, and we meet Elizabeth. A quite literally a nutty professor. Yes. She teaches Christmas law. That's her specialty. <laughs> well, she teaches, she teaches civil procedure, it looks like, but she uses nothing but Christmas examples because the movie is set around Christmas. Yeah, and so she's teaching a class, and um, she's insufferable. I couldn't. The nicest law professor ever, because all of my law professors were asshats. Well, she's like, I want everyone to think of Christmas, because I have something for you little critters. I can call you that, right? That's not one of the forbidden words. <laughs> she's like, I, I can't say reindeer, because reindeers have horns that remind me of the devil man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is she actually the professor? Is she some crazy woman that just wandered into a lecture hall? The answer is yes. So she starts in like, you're at a bar partying with Santa who's wasted and, you know, yeah, everyone's drunk with the reindeer. Then I saw that. I saw that movie, too. Yeah. And then Rudolph's nose explodes because he had a bad tequila and a bar fight starts. And there's surfers and greasers. We saw that movie as well. <laughs> And then Santa breaks a chair over some greaser's head because they were about to hit Rudolph with a whiskey bottle. And then she comes to the question of, is Santa guilty of aggravated assault? Has Santa committed simple assault? Is Santa guilty of reckless endangerment? And then Jesse just fucking shows into the classroom and goes, Phoenix Wright <laughs> yeah. style objection. Just, the answer is none of the above! <laughs> who are you? And he just, Santa Claus is guilty of nothing. And this poor professor's like, you're, you're correct, but who the, who the fuck, fuck are, are, you? are you? Raise your hand if you think Santa is guilty of aggravated assault. All right. Raise your hand if you think Santa has committed a simple assault. Okay. Now, who thinks Chris Kringle is guilty of reckless endangerment? The answer is none of the above. Do I know you, young man? Santa Claus is guilty of nothing. He acted in defense of another. He was protecting his friend Rudolph. You're correct. You are absolutely correct. Are you Jesse? But yeah, he is correct because um, I guess the legal precedent here is that uh, it's the North Pole, which doesn't what? use American jurisprudence up there. It's Santa law and Santa can <laughs> do whatever the fuck he wants. That's probably true. So Santa is guilty of nothing. Santa is guilty of nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, he's, he makes the laws in his dictatorship. Yeah. So then Abby is talking to. Elizabeth, who's like, it was really nice of your kid to interrupt my class. I'm really smart. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? I guess your husband was a lawyer? And she's like, how did you know my, my husband's a lawyer and my, my son's name? Abby goes like, when I was 16, I went to a psychic fair and got a reading and was told that I would get married, have one son, and my husband would go on a journey that would be a major concern for me. You were that psychic. Dun, dun, dun. I'm like, okay. 
She's like, no, I don't do that anymore. So yes, Elizabeth, the psychic lawyer. <laughs> but she views it as a curse. She doesn't like seeing these visions. She only did the psychic reading so she could pay her way through law school. <laughs> like some girls do porn to get their way through law school. Elizabeth here, psychic readings. She, she follows traveling shows with her fucking tarot tent. But um, she's like, I am a psychic and I could see all the dead bodies and I don't like looking at dead bodies. And yeah, because the cops would come to her and stuff. And I want to do something happy. I wanted to work with kids. Like, that's why you teach law school? I mean, Which they is- are still kids, let's be honest. But law school is not happy. No, there's nothing happy about law school. So she tries, uh, Abby tries to get uh, Elizabeth here, like, do the psychic shit on this newspaper clip of my husband. And then she's like, no, no. And then Abby puts this knife on the table. And I'm like, man, that's a threat. <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah, and- here's this fucking knife. Now you read the psychic resonance on these papers. I like how Elizabeth just looks at the knife and looks up and goes, I didn't ask Santa for this. <laughs> so she reads, she's like, oh, he pulls out his knife and he's using it in self-defense. Then a long pause and she goes, karate. <laughs> That's the theme of the movie. Yeah, and then, so Abby explains, Jesse's trying to get his black belt by Christmas Day. He thinks it'll bring his father back. And then fucking psychic lawyer goes, it might! <laughs> she does. I mean, that's the kind of response I would give. Like, hey, anything's possible. She's like, well, everyone here thinks I'm, I'm just this wacky law professor. I'm like, you are. You are. She's obviously not tenured. No way is this woman tenured. <laughs> she She'll be at a different law school next year. She is not publishing papers on Santa law, you know. <laughs> yeah. No time. She's got psychic shit to do. Yeah. So uh she's like, I have to take Jesse to karate now. He's on his green belt. And so uh but he awarded himself. Jesse at home, he slams this birdhouse on the table and is like, This was on the list, but right now it's all about karate. I'm gonna paint it later. And also I wrote that Building a birdhouse wasn't on the list. We saw the list. It is now. I've made alterations to the list. Play, pray I do not alter it further. I am altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. Pray I do not add disown mother. But then we get more nightmares and scenes from the other movie. Eric Roberts talking about shooting Something. people up. Yeah. Shots of his dad in the theater talking about people are permitted to carry guns. Like, yep, that is true. And, um, so Jesse wakes up, Mom, Mom, I saw Dad, I need to get my black belt. I'm already on my blue belt. Like, fucking how? You were on your green belt that afternoon. Well, he found a shop that sold the, uh, he found a shop that sold the, um, the blue belt, so he's good now. And then he's like, Mom, why didn't you tell me that Dad was at the theater trying to make a constitutional argument about guns? And my note's just, fucking What? <laughs> Because that's uh, probably what happened in the other movie, I'm guessing. That, that is exactly what happened in the other movie. So then we get Abby doing her marketing thing on the phone, and she's like, gravy speaks Christmas. Like, it's just, it's not just a Thanksgiving thing. It's like a fucking uh, Rick and Morty thing. It's like, apples. It's apples. <laughs> he's, he's fucking, uh, uh, what's, what's the dad's name? Jerry, he's Jerry. She's Jerry from fucking Rick and Morty. Yeah, so she's apples. I remember now, <laughs> but no, she's babbling about gravy and all the things you can put on. Like gravy speaks Christmas. No, no, it's not just a Thanksgiving thing. You have roast beef on Christmas, so you have gravy. A whole chicken, you put gravy on it. What? Prime rib. No, no, that's au jus. Au jus is a whole different thing. I'm like, but is it? I mean, it is, but is it really? She's drinking coffee with this very uncomfortable-looking blonde woman. (laughs) She's kind of sitting there waiting for her to stop ranting about gravy. She's like, your phone is off. (laughs) But after she's done babbling about gravy, we learned that this this girl is going to be Jessie's babysitter. Um, yeah, 
yeah, I guess a neighbor of hers from yeah way back in the day. Who's in grad school and needs cash. So apparently we're supposed to believe that, that Abby is like, what, our age, like in her 40s? Yeah, she looks like she's 25. Yeah, I would not buy, I would not buy Abby at, at 40. I definitely would not buy Abby as, oh, I had a little girl neighbor who's now in gra- grad school. Yeah, and Abby's like this phenomenal marketing director, and her husband is a 50-year-old lawyer. Yeah, among other things, apparently. And so she's telling the babysitter about, um, you know, oh, well, Jesse's weird right now. You know, it's the one year of his father's, you know, death, disappearance, whatever. Yeah, his whatever. You know, so he's acting weird with these ideas. And then this woman asks a completely reasonable question of, well, what did your grief counselor say? And Abby's like, oh, no, see, Jesse is smart and works hard. He doesn't need a therapist. And I'm like, uh, yeah, he fucking does. This kid is living in a karate karate fantasy world where getting a black belt in five days will bring dad back from the dead. And he randomly shouts the names of European countries in his bedroom. Yeah, he's got problems. I mean, even the, even the most adjusted of us probably could use therapists. This, this kid really needs a therapist. The babysitter, after a moment of very awkward silence, goes, Does he have any dietary restrictions? It's like, I'm going to move on from this, crazy lady. And we get karate practice. Rockin' version of God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. And Abby on the phone with just the uh, fucking most amazing line in the movie. Applesauce is amazing these days. It's the new Jello. You can get it with maple syrup, cinnamon. Are you kidding me? <laughs> of course. I, I can market applesauce with jalapenos. All right, Jerry. <laughs> apples! That's right. What are apples? Apples are food. And then she gets a phone call from Bob, but th- there's no one there. And then uh, back to uh, wacky music and psychic lawyer teaching a class of one student. One student came back to Christmas Law 101. Yeah, she might have scared away her other students. Also, it's holiday break, but... Yeah, and so she's she's with her uh, her Christmas thing. Like, the Grinch confesses to grand larceny, trespassing, and criminal mischief, but there's no criminal charges. So what is the responsibility of the prosecutor? Oh, uh, well, we don't get it, because uh, she gets a, a flashback. Interrupted. Yep. She gets interrupted by psychic shit and just goes, Class dismissed! And the one student looks upset by this, like, that's it? And Elizabeth tells her, go home for clown's sake. Merry Christmas. <laughs> we get Abby going into this diner, and at this scene is, um, she's like, hello, I'm looking for someone. Oh, the needy people won't start showing up for an hour. You can start dishing this out. And she's like, oh, oh, oh no, I, I don't. Oh, okay, I guess I will. And then... These two homeless women come up, and she starts serving them and going, I thought you said they wouldn't show up for an hour. <laughs> and the woman's like, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, they're just here. They're fucking homeless. They show up when they feel like it. Yeah. The babysitter's talking to Jesse. So real quick, she's like, wow, you can name all the presidents and all the capitals? I'm going to get my black belt. I have my purple belt. Want to help yeah. me practice my karate? This kid is so single-minded. Yeah. But back at the diner, so Abby is finished being forced to serve homeless people, which she looked very uncomfortable doing. Well, we we kind of learned why. And she's kind of waspy. Oh, very. And so she asked the, the the guy at the diner. She's like, "Are you Jay?" And oh, the dialogue that they have. He's like, "Do I look like a Jay? I I, I don't know what a, a Jay looks like. You know, it's it's a letter. Do I look like a letter?" <laughs> Again, all I can think of is Rick and Morty with fucking. Ice tea. Yeah, fucking he turns into the tea. Then he goes on, he's like, Jay is also like a bird, like a blue jay. Do I look blue? Are you calling me blue? I swear they just let these guys say whatever they wanted for this movie. I'm like, man. He keeps going on. What the fuck is this guy going on about? It's like, how would you like it if I called you W, huh? She's like, I'm just looking for Jay. Please stop. Are you Jay? Do I look like Jay? I'm sorry, I don't know what Jay looks like. Do I look like AJ? 
Hmm? Uh, sure, why not? J's a pretty common name. J's a letter of the alphabet, and I don't think I look like a letter. It's also a bird, as in blue J, and I'm not blue. Do I look blue to you? Huh? Are you trying to call me blue? How would you like it if I called you W? Huh? I, I don't. I, uh, I'm just looking for Jay, the guy who owns this restaurant. And she's like, I'm kidding. Jay, Jay, come on out here. We're best friends. I'm just helping him out. Like, why did you do that to this poor wow. house? Complete fucking shit, heel behavior. It's <laughs> so bad. Real Jay is like, oh, she asks, like, how do you know Bob? And he goes, oh, he used to do free legal work for us, and he would stop by several times a month to serve food for the homeless people. And somehow she didn't know this about her husband? She knows nothing about her husband. Oh, it gets even worse as we go on. Which will bring me back to a point I want to make at the very end of the movie where it could have been very interesting and they just completely didn't. So the psychic lawyer she calls to say, hey, the knife wasn't used in self-defense. Um, but we're not going to follow through on that yet. Because Jesse is going to tell us the history of karate belts and what each color represents. And it's in a very zen sort of way. Very zen. It's all animated with these pictures of flowers. Like I said, we see the YouTube video. Yes. And then Psychic Lawyer fills us in on the rest, like picks up where Jesse left off. But, oh, red is very difficult and serious music intensifies. I thought she was going to say about the knife. Oh, it's not used as self-defense. He was the murderer or something. <laughs> well, no. Like Apparently, it was used in a different kind of self-defense. Because Elizabeth has dragged Abby to this uh, woman's self-defense class that Bob used to teach. So he used the knife as a prop in the woman's self-defense class. Which begs the question of why you would use a real knife, but, you know... Well, maybe he just kept it as a, like, like he didn't use it in the demonstrations. He just, like, had it on a table. Like, hey, ladies, buy a knife like this one. Oh, maybe. Yeah, they don't elaborate too much. Maybe he worked for one of those, um, those places that you see them all the time at, like, events and fairs that sell the women's self-defense stuff. They sell tasers and oh, yeah. pepper spray. He had a sidekick yeah. as that as well. Apparently, but his wife didn't know that he teaches self-defense classes to women. You know, um, and Elizabeth's like, well, maybe this journey is to make you learn something surprising about your husband. I'm like, shit, she knew his name. That's it. <laughs> and, and presumably she had sex with him at least one time. At least once. Yeah, because uh, they point out, yeah, your husband was a black belt. She's like, he was a what? Um, so then we get uh, Martin Cove randomly in the other movie talking about the Aurora Theater to Aurora. It's all from a different movie. Right. And then a bunch of animated people pop up and they're they're telling Jesse, don't tell your mother about Christmas Day. Don't tell your mother anything until you earn your black belt. So he wakes up and which, immediately tells by the way, has Go ahead. Which, by the way, has no relevancy to anything for the rest of the movie. No. He wakes up and immediately tells his mother, I had a dream and all these people told me not to tell my mother about getting my black belt. But now I have to take a vow of silence to focus on my black belting. And so, yeah. That's what he does. He does. He takes this vow of silence, except for a couple other scenes where he talks for other reasons. And then we... Oh, the phone call. Yeah, that comes a little later. Then we have Abby and Elizabeth at the bar doing shots and getting drunk. I love this scene. And, you know... Just Elizabeth like, calling calling Abby out in her bullshit for, like, five minutes of film time. It's great. Oh, yeah, it is. Well... Because Abby starts like, how did I not know my husband had a black belt? I'm like, good fucking question. And Elizabeth's like, well, you're always too busy. You're doing work all the time. And you're a successful businesswoman and a pretty average mother. I know. Just savage. Like, you had everything handed you with a silver spoon. You know, your parents paid for everything. And Robert worked his way up and never forgot who he was or where he came from. Robert being her husband. Right, because she's psychic and knows their entire history, apparently, but it makes for a very funny scene. Yeah, she turns, she's like, bartender, can we get more of these shots? This woman's paying. <laughs> yeah. And we get the other movie with Eric Roberts babbling bullshit in the theater. And uh, Elizabeth again going, oh, these spirits are bringing out the spirit in me. I've been having visions of the shooting. And we learn more about the, the party that was going on there. Because it's like, yeah. so the theater was having some sort of bizarre constitutional gun rights party 
where there was a speech and food, and then all the men would dress up as clowns and the women would put on wild makeup. And I'm like, what is this eyes wide shut bullshit? <laughs> Some weird shit going on. Like, yeah, we'll talk about guns, we'll, we'll eat a snack tray, and then we'll fucking costume orgy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they drink some more shots, more shots of the theater, and Jesse wakes up from a nightmare, but he cannot speak to the babysitter, you know, vow of silence, so he just hands her newspapers. And then, oh, yeah, more more stuff with Abby and Elizabeth. Cause, well, Abby comes home drunk as fuck, okay? Yeah. She's asking the babysitter, was I a bad wife? Why yes. did he have to go to that horror film and give a speech? It was like, whoa, whoa, there was a film, too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the gun rights speech and orgy? There was a movie? <laughs> it was a gun rights convention <laughs> film party and orgy. <laughs> and then... I, I, I didn't know that he was a karate man. And the homeless people help her. The babysitter's trying to, to sober her up and giving her a glass of coffee. And it's like, bottoms up! And so she, she slams it and she goes, Oh god, it's coffee! <laughs> she, she expecting, like, fucking just straight whiskey or something. She guzzled that motherfucker down, too. You know, that must have been hot coffee, too. That must have burned. Yeah. So then we have the phone call. <laughs> this scene makes zero sense. For no reason at all, Jesse picks up a phone and calls Martin Cove <laughs> in the other movie, who the character's name is Mr. Palace. Who I think is supposed to be dead. Yeah, so he calls a ghost of a guy? Because he's the he's the dad of Aurora, right? Yeah, and they do who say- Who owns that. the movie theater, and it's kind of established that- that Aurora He's was the dead. only survivor. Survivor. So this guy's supposed to be dead. And um, and he doesn't know he's talking to Jesse, apparently. Because at one point he goes, remember how I taught you to fight our creed? And Jesse goes, you never taught me how to fight? I don't know you. We never met. Because <laughs> he's talking to another movie. <laughs> and he goes, but somehow I understand. <laughs> So that's ridiculous. What the fuck is... I guess when you're talking to a ghost over some sort of weird ephemeral echo over phone, you just kind of roll with it. I guess the ghost thinks he's talking to his daughter? That's, that's my assumption. Why should he worry about letting his father go? He couldn't be expected to do everything right. He couldn't be loyal to everything all at once. I'll never let my father go. Mr. Palace, you are right and wrong in what you are saying. My father was not a criminal. He didn't kill anyone. There, you are wrong. But you are right in saying that I can't be loyal to everything at once. My loyalty is with my father only. And now, Mr. Palace, I need you to give me a totally correct lesson. A very private one, too. That's the only kind I do now. Uh, Katharina, can you give me a minute? You left your daughter Aurora right after you gave her the theater. You didn't do it on purpose, though. I know that. But you are in a beautiful place now. How is uh, New Jersey? It's not warm like where you are. It's cold and it's scary. Aurora knows for sure where you are, but I... I don't know where my father is. Focus. Streamline. James Whitmore was the security officer at my school. He was also the security officer at your movie theater. Me and Aurora have a bond. Why would Whitmore want to take our fathers away from us? Think about what you need. I need to get my father back. Sounds simple. No, it's not simple. I need to defeat Whitmore. But how? Do you remember how I taught you to fight? Our creed? never taught me how to fight, Mr. Palace. We never even met. But somehow, I understand your creed, our creed. It's loyalty. Unconditional loyalty to the ones that we love. Then live it. Modify your officer in every way that you can, in every aspect of his life. The only way I can modify Whitmore is by getting that black belt. There is a powerful force guiding me to it. 
My father was always my teacher, and I was always the student. But now, my father is my student. I must guide him home. You owe your student your loyalty. And remember, you can't be expected to be loyal to everything all at once. Then and Jesse's like wakes up and I guess the phone call was a dream. It was fucking weird. And that I guess it's supposed to establish some sort of connection between the kid and, and Aurora. Yeah. Of course, that goes nowhere, just like every other plot thread in this movie. And um, I also realized at this point that the house is just wall-to-wall pictures of Smile and Bob. <laughs> it's just the producer hung up pictures of himself all around this place. Yeah, that's tracks for, for the for the kind of project this is. Yep. Abby is hungover at work, and some co-worker comes in and is like, Today is all about applesauce! It's the new Jello. <laughs> apples. Go get to the get to the big meeting. Don't mix up your apple sauces now. Right. Apparently, there are two different dead generals that became presidents' office room, conference rooms. This place. <laughs> so, uh, that's like a, when a, a Grant and an Eisenhower room or something. <laughs> I can't remember which fucking one to go. You're to. You're mixing up your dead presidents, which um. That's when Elizabeth stops by and she's like, oh, I came by to say hi and give you all this Christmas bullshit my students gave me. Like, if maybe they brought wine or eggnog, but this is just like wrapping paper and shit. And she's like, oh, by the way, I saw your husband. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what does that mean, Elizabeth? Oh, you called me by my first name. That means we're bonding. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no. And Abby's like, hey, look, this is bullshit. I realize my husband's gone. I need to accept this. Jesse needs to move on. I gotta get to this meeting in the dead president room. That's right. And Elizabeth is like, no! Psychic shit! And she drops her revelation that I saw my fiancé die in a vision, so I called off the wedding and never married him. She's trying to get Abby to go with her to, to ditch this meeting, to go, like, on a psychic chase. And she's like, you're gonna give up your whole family for this meeting? I'm like, it's a fucking 9 a.m., Staff meeting. She, she, she's she got the rest of the day, woman. Yeah. You don't have to go this minute, but apparently they do. Apparently they do. They skip the meeting. They go to the college where Bob apparently was at some point, And they sit around in this gazebo talking about how cold it is. And Abby learns that Bob built the gazebo. His name is on it. Name is on the fucking gazebo. Yeah, and... Abby didn't know this about her husband. And I do like when um, they're like, Abby's like, let's hit the road, Jack. And Elizabeth launches into this madness of don't call me Jack. It reminds me of the creepy guy from Jack and the Beanstalk. I don't like fairy tales. Fairy tales are so creepy. And she just rambles about Hansel <laughs> and Gretel. And it's insane. She's just so random. But that's what's great about her. She's just babbles constantly. Obviously, she's <laughs> probably autistic. Like, yeah, so we, then we get a Jesse um, at ADHD, home. ADHD, heavy ADHD, just keeps going. With her Santa law. She's great, though. She's a crack up. <laughs> because she's so fucking daffy. <laughs> yeah, but, compared to the rest of the movie, though, I mean, really? <laughs> Honestly, fairly well grounded in this film. So we get uh, rock music, and Jesse is beating up the couch. He's karate-ing. What was the direction of the scene? Just kick the shit out of the couch. I'm gonna go count my money. <laughs> While uh, Abby, paints, Abby paints the birdhouse. Jesse comes down to silently announce that he has advanced to the next belt. <laughs> Apparently beating the shit out of the, uh, the couch was the next belt stage. Yeah. Abby goes to work the next day and is in trouble by the evil Christmas-hating capitalist boss. Yeah, we we're we're in full Scrooge mode now. You can't have family and job. You miss meeting. This birdhouse is hideous. Which is weird from the guy, a guy who made a pro gun movie and like anti Obama movie and pro abortion or anti abortion movie. Yeah, this but- guy's like capitalism bad. <laughs> But that's the theme of every Christmas movie ever. That's because ca- that's because Christmas is just fucking religious capitalism. It's just people worshiping material objects. 
I love Christmas. I love the lights and decorations and shit. But every year I feel a little bit sicker. Yeah. Just walking around. I was in a mall the other day. Not the other day. It was a couple couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I'm like, this is a fucking temple to capitalism. This oh, is, it is. Ter- fucking terrible. It just made me feel sick. I learned a long time ago the the, the secret to um, Christmas dealing with holiday stress is to not celebrate the holidays. <laughs> ah, it's kind of like the if you don't want to be doom scrolling all the time, don't fucking go on the on, on Twitter. Or... Yeah. So like, I I really don't do Christmas or anything at all anymore. And um, it's a little hard, little harder when you have kids and oh nephews and nieces and my daughter is the only person I buy a Christmas present for. Yeah, and it helps that they are not in the the geographical region. Yeah. Whereas mine live in my house, so I am. I was staring at an elf on the shelf the entire day today. Yeah. Oh, in fact, I found her again. My uh, a coworker today to asked me. She's there. like, coworker asked me like, "Hey, did you get all your Christmas shopping?" I'm like, "Yes." If you mean none, yes, I have done I, I all. Bought, the- <laughs> I bought my one gift. I went to my daughter's Amazon wish list and selected one item for her and bought it, and it's already automatically shipped to her. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, I. That's parenting. <laughs> that's that's some good. That's some quality parenting. Yeah, but anyway, back to the movie. Elizabeth is giving her online lecture for the the online Christmas doll class. Right to her. Oh, that... native people's <laughs> fucking whatever the fuck she's talking about. Well, she she her her her, her Christmas law lesson today is like. Um, that salt and sand is hazardous to Frosty and destroys Frosty. But I love this. I love this discussion. <laughs> it's important to the city, you know, the salt and sand it keeps everyone in the city safe, but does Frosty the Snowman have a legitimate lawsuit? That's kind of a coming to the nuisance sort of issue, isn't it? Like, Yeah. <laughs> um, like, like if toxic waste is a, to- is a problem for me, I'm not walking directly into the toxic waste dump. Yeah, may- maybe Frosty should move. Frosty should go away from places that have salt and sand. But I do like the idea of salt and sand just slowly killing Frosty. Yeah, and that he's got hospital bills and is, like, suing the city. Right. Stop salting the sidewalks! Um, but anyway, so, yeah, um, Elizabeth comes in and's like, The fuck are you doing teaching a class on Christmas Eve? She's like, I'm teaching these people on an island in India! And she points at her monitor, which, she is not on a Zoom call. It's just a YouTube video of people on an island throwing spears around. And I'm like, I don't think she's actually teaching the class. This woman's insane. She's like, hmm. What professor lectures on Christmas Eve day? And who to? Well, these students are in North Sentinel Island. It's that island off of India, you know, where they shoot people with bows and arrows. Not sure what the Christmas plans are. What are your Christmas plans? Sorry. <laughs> What'd you do that for? I'm trying to teach them international law. And they are a real lawless bunch, you know. <laughs> she's just rambling. She, she's probably just drunk rambling on a screen at this point because she has established herself as a raging alcoholic. She's she's talking to a YouTube video like it's a real person and talking about Frosty. Though I will say, if I had to suffer through seeing visions of people being murdered constantly, I would probably be a raging alcoholic too. Yeah. And so Abby's like, you taught me a Christmas lesson. We're close. Let's go girl stuff. And then uh, more random shots of Eric Roberts babbling about guns. Martin Cove <laughs> talking to... Sh- his daughter, and then back to Elizabeth going, I need whiskey or bourbon or anything. While they're at the bar, Elizabeth finds her, her dead fiancé, the one that she... Yeah, the guy who was... Right. That she's tried to save by not marrying him. And he's like, oh yeah, you, you left me randomly 20 years ago. This is my wife. We have a child. She's like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Bartender, two Johnny Walker shots, please, immediately. I mean, she was successful. In getting the two shots of Johnny Walker? Well, no, no, no. It's making sure her fiancé doesn't die. Yeah, but she saw him die, so she assumed that he died. So she's like, 
I guess I'm a shitty psychic. Then they think they hear Bob's voice and a guy going to the bathroom. So they go run over to the men's room and they're slamming the door. Hey, hey, hey. But it's not Bob. It's just some dude that had to piss. (laughs) Then uh, Elizabeth says, oh, maybe Bob isn't alive and I'm just an insane woman. Abby's like, that's okay. Come to do Christmas at my house. We'll watch Jesse get his black belt. Where that's what we see. We get Christmas morning. Abby has her parents over as well as Elizabeth is there. And Jesse's going to do his black belt final test. He's got to break this one, like, paper-thin board. And, you know, it's a climactic thing. And he does. He just karate chops the board. And then, boom, Dad's there. Yeah, and that's it. Dad shows up and roll credits. Yeah, no explanation. Where was he? Who the fuck knows? Quantum Realm, that's fine. Yeah, yeah like, he just comes in and they, they hug. And Abby goes, it's a Christmas miracle. Yep, a karate Christmas miracle. Yeah, this movie is is shit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Is it Supervan shit or? No, 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 no. It's it's Supervan. Okay. <clears throat> Here, ultimately, the big problem. Supervan is bad, right? We watch a lot of bad movies. The reason Supervan is bad is not just because it's a bad film; it is, but because it's also just vile and celebrates like, hey, let's let's rape and fuck our way across the country, and you know, by in disguise as hippies. Like that's the problem with Supervan. This movie just makes no sense. This movie, yeah, it makes no sense. This is... Okay, what kind of coffee is it? Um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just bad... Okay, well, it's either bad Folgers, if Maxwell House is sponsoring us, or bad Maxwell House, if Folgers is sponsoring us. Yeah, it's also instant. Yeah. And And very Christian. This is the coffee that um, Abby drinks when the babysitter's trying to sober her up. (laughs) This is the she... coffee you get. This is the coffee you get if you go to church a little early, right before the service, and you go down to the buffet. Like they're having like a bake sale or some shit, and they have the shitty coffee. That's what this coffee is. Oh yeah, and the sty- styrofoam cups. Oh, yep. it's left over from the AA meeting on Tuesday. Yep. We just the... put it in the microwave. I will say though that um, there's some potential with this movie. Like if you if you start to, like, chip away the bullshit. Like, there's a scene where uh, she has a vision, oh, Bob visited Aurora in the hospital. I'm so glad you're safe. It's like, what if he was just cheating on her with Aurora the whole time? That's the connection. Oh, that And he just great. left. And he just left. Because she's a shitty wife. She doesn't pay attention to him. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't know, know anything. anything. He does. Yeah. Works, workaholic doesn't know anything about it. That, that would be, like, actually a good plot. And then he doesn't come at the end because it turns out he's not dead, but he doesn't give a shit about their family anymore because it's all, his wife's a shithead. Or Great. when he the shows up at the end, he shows up with Aurora. Like, with Aurora. This is my new wife, what? and we have this baby. Yeah, something like that. I mean, anything other than, hey, I'm here, I escaped, or whatever the fuck he says. I don't know. I got he out. Doesn't... I don't Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, but, but then, like, why was Eric Roberts just keeping this dude as a prisoner for a year? Yeah. I don't know. And why did bringing, getting his black belt bring him back? Like, if he had gotten out and was actually on his way home, he would have gotten back whether this kid got his black belt or not. He's just sitting there waiting outside. <laughs> something you said, I think you said this. He's just sitting there waiting outside. All right, let's see if he breaks that board. Nope. <laughs> nope. Fucking useless kid walks away. Maybe next year. Yo, Aurora, Maybe. come get me. Yep. Aurora pulls up in her fancy car because she owns the movie theater. Yeah. They just drive off. But a Credits. Car seat in the back of their sports car. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Just... No, this movie is bad because, I mean, it's, it's bad just in general, but the worst part of it is it's completely extra nonsensical ending. Yeah, the, the ending is the worst. <laughs> I mean, I was irritated and delighted by the psychic lawyer because she's just Absolutely insane. insane. <laughs> Completely insane, yep. She thinks she teaches Christmas law. <laughs> yeah, it's great. She's uh, The character is so much fun because she's batshit. Yeah. But like a, a, in, a, in a lovable, like, goofy sort of like, way. Like talking to the YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, everything else that goes on in this movie seems like it might have... Because I'm sitting there watching it, I'm like, ooh, I got some nice mystery going on here. What happened to this dad? 
you know, did he did he die? Did he just run away? Did he did he follow the, the event horizon into hell? Like what happened with this guy? Or maybe and oh, we don't know. He disappears at the end. If he did die, and um, they they monkey pawed him back to life with the karate magic, and he's like a <laughs> zombie, and he just wanders in the house half rotted, going Abby. Pet Cemetery Three. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. This movie's bad. It it was entertaining enough, like in a in in the it's a talking cat sort of way, or it's just a shitty movie. But like, man, that ending was just like, wow, that was lame. Yep. So next week we are doing gangs. Uh, we're doing Assault on Precinct Thirteen, ending the year with even more Carpenter. I I am okay with this. And then another movie that we have been promising for a while. Kind of our thing. We just promise movies and eventually we get to them. Yeah, eventually. So we will catch you then for our our end of the year episode. Good night, everybody. Yep. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) 